Welcome back, everybody. Uh, another podcast on the road. I've wanted to do this one for a while because it interests me. Um, I'll call I'll call this one Oxy and the Other Oxy. And I'm going to pull a few uh, rabbits out of the hat. Um, how about a little CBD, cannabidiol? And we're going to talk a little bit about autism. Kind of close to me. So what... What are we talking about? Why does this have anything to do with pain management? Well, that's why we're a pain information show. Uh, this is stuff that is interesting. I, I think that applies to about anybody that's ever taken a breath on this earth, including uh, our furry friends and others. And it, uh, it, it's a part of our genetic engineering. What am I talking about? Well, of course, I'm talking about oxycodone, right? That is the singularly most requested drug in my armamentarium. Oxycodone, for some reason, just grips people. I've done a podcast on this. Uh, Go back and check it out. Uh, Oxycodone, if it's given in one form, it's embraced. It's given in another form. It's not really embraced. Okay, let's step back. Oxycodone, oh, in the late 90s, early 2000s, in the form of OxyContin brand name. Uh, Well, that's made some headlines, hasn't it? Uh, What that drug did, especially the the early formulations, is it released 30% of the drug in the first 30 minutes to one hour. And it was marketed as having no ceiling effect. In other words, you could you could give it, get better result, better result, just give more. Um, minimal street abuse. Oops. And uh, it was marketed as one of these drugs that's going to be a contemporary breakthrough because we're going to be needing to go to long-acting meds so that we don't have acetaminophen exposure, there's less pills. It's just ideal. Well, here we are. Fast forward 2020. And we've stared down the barrel of a demon. And did OxyContin lead us there? That's a tale for another day. What's the other Oxy? Well, any ideas? It's Oxytocin. Okay, so oxycodone, oxytocin. There's oxy in there, so they must be brothers, sisters, third cousins, or um, somehow related, right? Because there's oxy in there. Well, they're not related. (laughs) But they uh, can be talked to and talked about in the same sentence. Because the interest uh, is evolving and um, the understanding is accelerating uh, regarding the hormonal, neurohormonal, uh, peptide, uh, and uh, biochemical nature of pain and how it relates and interrelates to us and everything on the planet. Let's Let's put it this way oxycodone okay it's uh 
it comes from the posterior pituitary hypothalamus. Uh, it's released, and it uh, is one of those drugs that is a non-drug. It's a hormone. So, um, what what does that hormone have to do with pain? Well, hormones have a lot to do with pain, and how we manage our entire physiologic structure is is critically important for the overall pain management strategies. I'm talking about the strategies that affect outcome. Now, that word's thrown around a lot. Um, and clinical outcome uh, can be either positive or negative, or it can be neutral, but we want a positive outcome. So what oxytocin is, as it relates to you, me, and the dog you're petting, and uh, you know, just uh, in general, is a happy hormone. It's also called a cuddle hormone because that hormone, um, known as oxytocin, uh, makes you feel good. And it does so in the central nervous system. Other chemicals that make you feel good are serotonin and dopamine. And oxytocin interrelates with those two in the central nervous system in the reward pathway that we've talked about before. Remember those big words, nucleus, accumbens, that sort of thing? Well, enter amantadine, amantamide, sorry, amantamide. It's a neurotransmitter. Uh, it, it mediates social reward, and where it mediates that in the cannabidiol system you know, CBD, we've talked about that, CBD oil, it, it mediates social reward at the first receptor, CB1. The nucleus accumbent, ventral hippocampus, big words, not important right now, um, interrelates with oxytocin. Now, the more of this amant- amantamide we have, the better things are going to go. It's uh, going to make you feel um, like good social interaction. It helps with parenting, social bonding. Um, and it, we believe, and there are some studies that I have looked at that are very interesting. Uh, they're on the NCBI. That's a government uh, uh, website for these studies. It's free. You can go there. Uh, these deficits in these signaling with amantamide uh, as a neurotransmitter that could contribute to social impairment. And that social impairment mimics autism spectrum disorders. Well, let's uh, jump forward. Do we have a way to help with anxiety, to help with higher functioning, social stimulation, and um, getting folks uh, just socially involved, moving away from potential risk of depression. Yes, we do. Oxytocin. There's a study that starts this month that is looking at the very... um, thing we're talking about right now. Can you couple drugs that we know help with pain with oxytocin and minimize risk of habituation, dependence, and addiction 
and increase um, social awareness and well-being. And it looks like it's possible, so it's going to be looked at. So now the amantamide is only as good as its ability to stick around. And so this fatty acid amide uh, hydrolase, it's called FAAH, it, it degrades this amantamide. So it's kind of an enemy. So we're always looking for the drugs, much like serotonin reuptake inhibitors, you know, your um, drugs you take for... Uh, depression, I guess, mood disorder. We're always looking for drugs that can diminish the potential of degradation of the good stuff. In this case, it would be serotonin. And we want it to be uh, awarded to the risk-reward benefit in the patient's favor and not a potential risk for the patient. The risk-reward benefit needs to be in your favor. Again, addiction is always our our worry. So when we look at oxytocin, we also know it does a couple other things. One thing we it seems to do is it inhibits uh, tolerance to certain drugs. Uh, it reduces withdrawal. It, um, it, it reduces fear. And... It also has to do with uh, wound healing because it decreases inflammation and it decreases uh, cytokines, which interfere with wound healing. Now, interestingly, uh, oxytocin suppresses testosterone. Why does it do that? Well, it's been hypothesized that this is an empathy hormone, oxytocin. It's empathy. When uh, you deliver a baby uh, or... The initial phases of uh, childbirth with um, breast stimulation and bonding, um, that's social onboarding. That's family onboarding. Oxytocin uh, takes off. And if you have a lot of empathy, you're not going hunting. And so if you have a lot of testosterone, you want to go hunting. So that's what uh, the theory is. It sounds like it's got holes in it, but I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm going to say for right now, that's the best explanation I can give you. Okay, so what else does it do? There's this thing called conditioned place preference. And it really makes sense. This isn't isn't too hard to understand. You're just going to feel better next to a fireplace and warm, cozy place next to the ones you love, as opposed to sitting on a cold porch. And when you look at mice, they do the same thing. They want to be next to the fireplace, around their friends, their cage mates they get along with. And so they always want to be in that place preference. That's what oxytocin does it makes you go to your place preference and adding the oxycodone may really push that forward it's it's pavlonian it you know the dog sees something it likes the dog drools um it has to do with motivation and experiences it has to do with reward okay one little nutritional note uh for oxycodone and oxytocin to be happy hormones and opioids, uh, respectively, vitamin C seems to play a role. And so here we go into the nutritional uh, issue that's so neglected. 
vitamin C and its degraded products probably add uh, additional activity here. Um, all right, so uh, let's kind of put this together. Oxycodone is a highly effective and sought-after opioid with high risk of dependence, high risk of habituation, high risk of potential addiction, which we don't need. Oxytocin may blunt that. Uh, Oxytocin may reduce withdrawal. So we may have an opportunity here to use oxytocin for um, clinical uses that goes beyond just sitting with uh, an opioid as our only choice. Furthermore, the cannabidiol system, which we don't know enough about um, and we're learning about it, it has different receptors. And the CB1 receptor uh, looks like it has t- uh, a lot to do with social reward and, and you know, expression of social interaction. So oxytocin helps here as well through uh, amantamide. That's that neurotransmitter. And if we can block it with a fatty acid amide hydrolase, that's FAAH, with a future drug, there, there are chemicals now that do block it, um, we may have a way to give low-dose pain med with minimal risk or reduced risk and um, get a uh, happy hormone involved and a cuddle hormone and get a better outcome, period. We'll just call this a uh, adjunct, adjunctive therapy, just like gabapentin, just like uh, NSAIDs sometimes. So there you have it, oxy and the other oxy. They relate to uh, cannabidiol, receptor 1, and um, the autism spectrum uh, disorders and social impairment might have something to do with the deficit here. So on the horizon, uh, hopefully unexpected consequences will show us that we can have some improvement in autism by looking at these um, hormones, possibly hormone-slash-low-dose opioid, and really try to express the physiology that's sitting in front of us and... um, make make lives better so i'll leave it there um visit us on paininformation.com if you have another uh subject this was a recommended subject by the way um some time ago and i I just i picked it up um it's just fascinating uh i also have the world according to me watme w-a-t-m-e um i'll be publishing some more on there but it's it's a eccentric funky place to go check it out okay one last thing uh i use this site a lot i want you to check it out if you're a employer if you do hiring and firing hr anything like this um part of this podcast is informational and this is good information this is judy holmes she's employee law attorney and she puts a newsletter out and She's put a number of segments out on hiring and firing. And let me tell you, they're fantastic. It's 
definitely worth checking out. It's called Best, B-E-S-T as in Tom, Staff, S-T-A-F-F, Ever, E-V-E-R, beststaffever.com. It's a free newsletter. Uh, check it out. Um, and if you um, download this newsletter and read them cover to cover, uh, your eyes will get buggy. <laughs> it's definitely worth doing. Uh Listen, uh, everybody have a good spring. Here comes spring. Yahoo! Uh, this bump in the road with the coronavirus. Um, hopefully it's going to be gone soon. They canceled another major physician meeting. American College of Physicians. I Some other things have canceled that I think were important. And uh, Disney Tokyo closed. Um I don't know. We're going to get this knocked, and uh, I just want everybody to stay healthy, practicality, all things in moderation, and I look to see you soon. Uh, leave me a note, or let me know how you how you feel. Thanks. Signing out. Podcast from a car. I'm pulling into Publix.